This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. When I'm with you, feel the pressure. 
no maharamai, no mai hoki mai kahukura whanau. You are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Let Edge on your mic for your funky Friday. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapui, queer, questioning, fafafine, koivine, bai, and all the fabulousness in between and also, also outside of those scopes and those rainbow colours. Because we are inclusive of all, flat out. Tuia Ngario Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Flat out pride absolutely supports the tagline for Free FM. From Free FM. Big flat out shout out, of course, New Zealand on air. Without you, flat out FM wouldn't even be here. A big flat out shout out, of course, to Free FM. Flat out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat out shout out to all you fab whanau out there that tune in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on our show. Talking about what's on our show, they're her and his stories. I've got a fab lineup for you this afternoon, evening, whānau, and it's all stories from around the globe. We've got, of course, what's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. LGBT and history of the decades, age of conformity. Now, yes, this is based in America, but it's interesting to hear about the movements and the happenings during those those times and that era. Another out and proud story, I love trans women. Uh, this gentleman chose to just freely jump online and speak to his love of trans wahine. Love it, love it, from a Tani perspective. And then we've got a couple of clips from Inside Out, compliments of them, talking about how it is for our rangatahi out there. One, it was from a teacher's perspective. They're learning about how it is for our gender diverse and our LGBTQI+. Um, rangatahi, and then from a, a student's perspective, uh, their voice and their chance to have their say and their story. So that is our fab lineup. Of course, we've got some beats peppered through there, because that's how we do. That is your lineup, Fano. So we're going to get straight into the goodness, inside out, a teacher's perspective, and then we're going to hear from our rangatahi, the student voices. Go straight into a beat by Georgia Smith, I Can't Be My Old Self Forever. Now, funnily enough, that comes off the Farmageddon soundtrack, but I, I heard the beat and I really liked that. So anywho, that is our first lineup. Stay tuned, Fano. We love having you on board. Um, I spoke to a student this year, a year 12 student, and she told me that um, it was a very interesting conversation with her. We were discussing uh, rainbow issues, and I asked her what her experience was like at school. And she said she was, uh, rainbow students in schools generally are invisible. She said they go through the school uh, and the curriculum doesn't address in any way any issues, any history, any individuals, you know, and um, 
that the, the only time that issues are to do with rainbow students are addressed is where they have to justify their existence. And, uh, you know, I try to explain this to people by saying that, like, it, it, you can imagine if you were a woman, for example, you can imagine coming into a school, no one ever mentioned women. Uh, you went to lessons, there were no role models who were women, right? And there was no history of women. Right? And the only time women were ever mentioned was in the context of whether you become a woman by nature or nurture. So you justify your existence. So it seems to me that one of the challenges that students have faced is simply that this key part of their identity has been invisible and not addressed by the school. With having a club set up where senior man management can come and visit and talk to the students. I mean, we had an amazing uh, meeting. The first time the principal came in to meet the students, like myself, he was really uh, shook by what he heard. And, and, uh, and, and exactly the same way I think that happened to me, you just become so aware of what some of these students go through. Uh, a thing that, that, a kind of byproduct of the space that, that's interesting is that we create a set of posters just identifying, you know, where the room was on. And, um, and various teachers put those up in classrooms. And it sounds like a really tokenistic, simple thing. But children seeing rainbow flags, just small rainbow flags, you go into a group, you have a whiteboard, there's a rainbow flag up there, it tells you. Just those small steps that schools can make, I think, are also important. Um, there are other steps coming out of discussions with those students. Uh, and also, I think, then senior leadership reflecting on these things themselves. They, are, they have made other changes, so we have like gender-neutral bathrooms. We have PD planned for next year. We were going to have it in 2020, but due to COVID, you know, uh, that wasn't possible. We're also looking at hopefully having some student voice where teachers can connect and discuss things with students, and so as to raise awareness. So the school wants to move forward in various ways, and the school, I think, is now really aware. And part of that comes through having a group and having a focus like that. Um, I have absolutely no idea. So let me tell you this, right? You see, the thing is, is that the, the actual space, if you're considering setting up a space, for example, um, it's not my space. The space was created by students to begin with, and I consider—I actually consider myself a guest within that within that space for those students. And um, and I think it's really important for um, if you create a space, it's really important that that space is a space, especially if you enter and it's a space for other people. It's a space where you enter and listen. I think if you listen to students, you learn, you know. And I think from that. Um, from that change will come because you it will just it just so it so opens your eyes to what these children go through and a, a kind of dream a kind of dream version of that i suppose certainly from the students point of view is where this is a non-issue where you know children are able to just simply be who they are um, and you know, and we, we're taking steps towards that. Another thing that senior management are doing here is that our uniform contract ends soon. And when they draw up the new uniform schemes, they're going to have um, those uniforms as diverse, so students can choose 
uh, which uniform they use. So, and I think it's with steps like that you get towards that, and you know you're you're moving towards that that sort of that kind of dream environment. What takeaway message do you have for people watching? My takeaway for anyone watching this is that um, if you don't have a space like this, you really need to create one for students. Um, I am uh, staggered by what some of these students have to deal with. Um, uh, the thing that's quite heartbreaking really is that for some of the students, not only for some, great parents, you know, great friends, but for some of the students, those people who are most important in their lives uh, sometimes find what the students are going through very difficult to deal with. And, um, and that, as you can imagine growing up, that, that can be really quite hurtful. And so I think it's important that we raise our awareness of what some of these students are going through and that we try to support them as much as we can. And in the same way that we'd like people to support our own children, if they were in situations we should afford the same to these students. So, uh, yeah, set up a space. Have a conversation, set up a space, talk to students. Listen, listen to them. What more could your school do to make it easier for rainbow students? I think Pride Week would be a good thing, but I think just normalising all that stuff. Like, not making it a big deal, but not completely brushing it under the rug or anything. I don't want teachers to do like this and that and just have it be like purely for performance's sake. And like I, I think if there was just more of them actually caring about us and caring about how we feel and recognising us as like, you know, as deserving of respect as, you know, straight people, then that, that would be nice. I think my school could have um, made things easier for me um, by kind of having a group as well. Um, we didn't have a QSA group. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, well, some big things right now are getting some more gender-neutral bathrooms and also getting teacher training just because teachers are of a different generation and they don't quite know how to, like, handle certain situations. One thing we're talking about at the moment with our teachers because we're educating them is um, the phrase visible allyship. Um, so ways that they can sort of present themselves as an ally because it's all well and good to be an ally like behind the scenes of like oh yeah I support gay and trans people and then it's like your students aren't going to know that and that includes your homophobic students and your rainbow students like none of them are going to know so they're still going to be like rude or not feel comfortable in your class so we've talked about visible allyship which is things like um, introducing yourself with your pronouns at the start of the year um, telling off students when they use slurs or like rude phrases and all that sort of stuff. Um, just little ways that they can show to their students, hey, I see you and I'm a visible ally, aka I'm somebody you can come to if bullying and stuff does happen. Maybe to include more LGBT characters in history or, you know, talk about um, the LGBT or rainbow community as a whole and like things like sex education so kids don't feel left out or confused. Just listen and really just not not implement strategies or policies without consulting students first 
because, well, we know what we need, you know? We know what is going to be best for us. And so if the school actually talks to us, then we can work with them instead of working against them. What's it like to walk through rain with nothing to cover your shame? Cause my umbrella stays up even under a bridge. What's it like to wonder why I do everything with you on my mind when everything I do is just my way to escape you? Truth already hurts Knowing that I've only 
Namahara mai no mai hoki mai kahu kurafana. You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your fucky Friday. Love having you on board, Farno. Welcome, welcome back. I'm back on board too. It is good to be back. You last heard compliments of Inside Out, a teacher's perspective uh, in regards to what it means for rangatahi and the school space. And then you heard from the rangatahi themselves what it means for them in terms of being who they are and who they identify as within the school space. That last beat, Georgia Smith, I can't be my old self forever. Hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed bringing that to you. We have got what's hot and happening for your coming weekend here in Aotearoa, of course. A bit of LGBT and history of the decades, age of conformity. And up next, out and proud story, I'm an, I love trans woman. This is a true story, a story that is shared from the heart space uh, by a gentleman. His name is Liberum Karatate. And he is purely sharing his love of trans woman, his perspective, and sharing his story. So, have a listen, Fano. Have a listen. Oh, after that, we'll go straight into a beat by King George Too Long. Stay with us. Stay tuned. Good afternoon. My name is Corey Delano. I am six foot one, 227 pounds. I am a certified welding inspector. I am also a non-destructive examination inspector in MTPT and UT and VT. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm making a video stating who I am and what I do for a living. Well, I work in the construction industry, you see, which is often revered as a very hyper-masculine industry to be in, you know, only the hardiest of men, you know, go into construction, you know, and I'm a part of that, fairly hardy guy, I lift weights four to six times a week, I know how to fight, I've trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, and Russian Sambo, but to the point of this video, you're probably wondering, What's this guy's deal? What is he doing? Here to make a statement. And the statement is, I am your quote-unquote typical masculine guy, but yet I date and love transgender women. Yeah, I said it. And I'm well aware of all the stigmas and stereotypes attached with it. I don't care, though. I don't care what the general population thinks of me. I don't care for the insults that will probably be thrown at me for making this video. I don't care if I lose relationships over this with friends or family. Well, I do care. But, if you can't stand by my side because of who I choose to love, well then you weren't really a friend. 
or family. So I'm making this video just to state that. There's a lot of media coverage, especially in these past few years, about transgender people and, and shit like that and all kinds of craziness and, you know, there's bigger issues than how somebody lives their life. But yet, this is one of the biggest issues out there. This That's bullshit. It's such a big fucking deal. <laughs> it's insanity, really. I mean, global climate change or warming, whatever you want to call it, you know, pollution, destruction of the environment, the Amazon, you name it. Much, much bigger issues than who somebody chooses to love, who, who somebody chooses to go to bed with at night, you know. I mean, if it's between two grown adults, what's the problem? There isn't a problem. At least there shouldn't be, logically. But, you know. Sure, a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but that's fine. But, um, back to the point at hand. I'm going to be making a YouTube channel here soon. Basically just trying to dispel some of the myths and, and stigmas and stereotypes of what it is to be in a relationship with somebody who's transgender from the guy's perspective. Go on YouTube all day long and see it from the woman's perspective. The, I have to say it, the transgender woman's perspective. But you don't see it from the guy's perspective. Because a lot of guys are scared to come out and talk about it. Because they're afraid of the stigmas and stereotypes, you know. And if you're one of these guys, it's alright, man. I, I get it. I get it. But more of us need to step out and say, hey, here I am. You know. Because that will help dispel some of these Myths, stereotypes, stigmas, and, you know, get it out of the way. You know, it's more acceptable, at least it seems, it's more acceptable to be gay than to be trans. Which, not saying any less about, you know, acceptance for gay people, that's great. It's a wonderful thing that we're taking strides towards acceptance on that, on that front. But... You know, everybody should be included in on that, on that acceptance. But unfortunately, not everybody is. But yeah, I just want to make this video today to make a statement. Probably going to catch some, catch some flack for it, but that's fine. I can take it. Throw your insults. Throw your acceptance, too. And share this video. I appreciate it. Thank you all for your time. You have a good day. Ah, oh, yeah. Don't that sound good? Well, this song goes out to anybody that got somebody. Somebody they might want to hold on to. Somebody that they go home to at night. See, that's what I call a good thing, it? I got me a good thing too, and see, I don't want to lose. Listen, I used to hang out every night. 
everything I thought I never needed love That's when God sent an angel Straight down from up above She came and swept me off my feet Showed me the meaning of true love Now my friend, yeah they asked me Why I don't hang like I used to Some even laugh, they call me name Like old man but I found me a good thing And I don't care what they say Tell them when I get time I might come through But I can't come through the day Can't stay too long I gotta keep moving My girl she waits I don't wanna be foolish Got a good thing going on And I ain't trying to lose it Can't stay too long You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, the TuneIn app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Tune in Fridays at 5 on your Free FM DAO with Lady H. That last beat there was 
by King George Too Long. That out and proud story was complimented or brought to you by YouTube, but specifically Libram Caritate. He was sharing his truth about his love for trans wahine. Stunning, eh? From a tiny perspective, absolutely stunning. Love sharing that story with you. Okay, coming up on the show, we've got weekend events, what's hot and happening around Aotearoa for your coming weekend. And next up, LGBT plus history of the decades, age of conformity. Now, yes, it is based in America. However, it is the story of that nation and our rainbow whanau and their journey within that country. It was really interesting to hear about the different aropu or groups that were set up along the way in order to pave the way, I guess, for a lot of our whanau in America and across the globe. And then we go into a beat, Wilkinson and Becky Hill here for you. That's us whanau, stay tuned. Again, we love having you on board. Oh my It was the end of the bloodiest war in history, but relief to many was a concept too far away. Populations across Europe were scattered, entire cities were demolished, and too often the hope of the LGBT plus community was too. In Germany, Queer people in concentration camps were often required to continue their sentences. Those jailed for homosexuality under the Nazi regime were still viewed as criminals. Two economies, two atomic powers, two different political systems remained intact after the war. The United States and the USSR became the two world superpowers, however, shared in their distaste for queer people. Under Stalin's Russia, homosexuality remained a crime and was often conflated with pedophilia and fascism. Rather than seeing queer people as a palette of political ideologies and identities, queerness, and any challenge to the status quo became associated with the enemy. Danger of the Communist Party. The United States entered an era of prosperity, at least for some people. The economic boom that came after the war prompted marginalized groups to ask, Where's our paradise? People of color in an attempt to escape the segregation of the South had moved to the cities in the North. As a result, the affluent society moved to the suburbs, a phenomenon called white flight. The suburbs became the epitome of what the so-called normal family looked like. A white husband and wife, two and a half kids, a dog named Spot, and a white picket fence. The media perpetuated the idea of the nuclear family and the culture reinforced the ideal of conformity. Television replaced radio as the dominant form of media. The story of American society, if told by the mass media post-war, would be sexism, whiteness, gender roles, and straightness. But even in the suburbs, there was an unspoken awareness of sexuality that remained silent. The Kinsey reports, published in 1948, allowed for the suburban household to become aware of the people nobody talked about. At the time, the report was controversial for being open about homosexuality. In fact, stating that 10% of the population was gay, it openly talked about the issues of sexuality, an issue that many people kept quiet about. And thus queerness 
suddenly became an American talking point. Although queer identities were still highly stigmatized, the sudden awareness of queer people plants the seeds of acceptance into the public's minds. To many, the new awareness of sexuality was a sign of degeneracy, or in other words, a threat. Those in the affluent society strive to keep things the way they were. Americans would do anything to keep the capitalist system that had brought so many to prosperity, and thus, the threat of communism became a fear. Not for foreign nations, but for US citizens at home. The Red Scare prompted a communist witch hunt led by Joseph McCarthy, but McCarthyism often relied on calling any dissent communist, despite if the dissent was actually communist or not. To McCarthy, anything threatening the American moral fabric was a communist plot, including homosexuality. President Eisenhower's Executive Order 10450 banned queer people from becoming federal employees. In what many historians call the Lavender Scare, McCarthy and his associates fired hundreds of alleged homosexuals from the government, and the hatred of outsider identities was solidified for a large part of the American people. But slowly, outsiders themselves became a large part of the population. The struggles of people of color were becoming a reality to those unaware of it. In a 1954 landmark decision by the Supreme Court, Brown versus the Board of Education made segregation in schools illegal, and the modern civil rights movement gained a voice on the American stage. As one marginalized group was beginning to have legal victories, others began experimenting with organized activism. The Mattachine Society, one of the earliest LGBT plus rights group in America, followed some of the peaceful protest methods popularized in the early civil rights movement. The Daughters of Belitis provided queer women with support systems. These early groups provided later groups, the framework of future queer organizations. Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon are a lesbian couple that have been together since the 1950s until Martin's death. They founded the lesbian rights group, the Daughters of Belitis, and the lesbian publication, the latter. Their organizations were one of the first LGBT plus organizations in the US, and joined the National Organization for Women in order to push for the intersectionality of lesbian and women's issues. Harry Hay Harry Hay was a gay activist who started another one of the earliest LGBT plus rights organizations of the United States, the Mattachine Society. The Mattachine Society would often use methods of peaceful protest, like the annual reminder protest, or sip-ins, where they would refuse to leave a bar that refused to serve gay men. The society later expanded itself into different chapters in places like New York. Christine Jorgensen Christine Jorgensen, although not the first trans woman to medically transition, is one of the first transgender public figures in the US. After the New York Daily News published her story, she became a celebrity and used her status to speak about trans issues. Thanks to her, several trans people were able to discover their identities. Big Mama Thornton Willie Mae Big Mama Thornton was a queer blues singer that rose to prominence in the 1940s and 50s. Her biggest hit was a song called Hound Dog, predating Elvis's recording by a few years. She often wore traditionally masculine clothes on stage, and was never ashamed of any harsh words from her critics. The late 40s and early 50s marked a new age for America. No longer was the country's culture in distinct bubbles, but now, a uniform concept. The urge to conform in an age of prosperity was a barrier for many, but for others, it was a victory to be had. As civil rights for African Americans gained the public eye, other groups would strive for the same level of prominence. 
Next, on LGBT Plus History by the Decades, learn about the writers, rebels, and movements that set the stage for the sexual revolution. If you have just joined us, 
we are back in from LGBT plus history of the decades age of conformity that last beat there was Wilkinson and Biggie Hill here for you Tiwia Ngāreo o Te Hāpuri bringing together the voices of our community that is the tagline for Free FM and Flannel Pride we totally support the kaupapa our kaupapa kōrero for this show they're her and his stories sharing these are our stories for from our rangatahi through to our, our tāne that love trans women from uh, history of the decades and uh, for our rainbow kahukura whānau. Now we're rolling in whānau into weekend events. What's hot and happening in Aotearoa for your coming weekend? So for your Friday night here in H-Town, we have the March Pool Night at the Waikato Commerce Club, hosted by the Waikato Queer Woman, um, and it's called Beyond the Binary. So that's 197 Collingwood Street in H-Town. Rack them up, buttercup, pool night is back for March. Uh, you do need to actually register for the event in order to be able to attend, so that the staff on site can actually t- cater for the rope that are going in. Uh, so do go to Bookface to uh, be able to register and uh, give them notice. Happening for you Saturday the 19th of March. The Extravaganza Fair is happening at Claudelands Park in our very own H-Town. Uh, Formation is happening at the Ivy Bar and Cabaret. That's 63 Cuba Street in the Aro Wellywood. Go to Event Finder. That's an A, not an E-R. .co.nz to get your tickets. Amy Thirst is hosting that event. The hottest new drag queens, drag kings and drag things that Wellington has to offer. Drag has exploded in Aotearoa with new performers emerging every week and they're giving them the chance to show their stuff. The stunning resurgence of drag has arrived with thanks from powerhouses in the Wellington drag scene. Stars of RuPaul's Drag Race, the Ballet Brothers, Dragula and many more. Yes, Pano, get on down. And it's on Sunday, for your Sunday, St Paddy's Day Races is happening in Tauranga Moana. So if you like a bit of racing, Pano, I don't know, some people are. For Tuesday the 22nd of March, Wellington Feminist Creative Community is coming together and it's a poetry night. That is at the Fringe Bar, 28 Allen Street in the Aro Wellywood Whanau. And it's happening for the next Tuesdays. Actually, Tuesday of every month by the looks. Tuesday in every month. It's the Koha. Uh, you call her to the to the event. The poets, eight poets, bring their finest and freshest work to Tuesday night. Cool. Get in touch, Farno. Uh, the event space is located upstairs with a service elevator available on request. You need to get in touch with the Fringe Bar before the gig if you have any accessibility needs. No stag dues, you know why. Cool, cool, and cool. Fringe bar, good to go. Also on Tuesday, the twenty third of March, virtual New York City Fourth Tuesday bisexual and self care and discussion. Ropu online. Yes, 
Side by Side is the name of the kaupapa, and it's a friendly, warm, and accepting discussion group for all people under the Buy Plus umbrella that provides a free support of safe space for your community, our community, where you can be you. Flat out. Thursday the 24th of March, Pro Night, Next Level Comedy. The Classic Comedy Club, 321 Queen Street in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Go to Event Finder, again that's an A, not an E-R, .co.nz to get your dicks. Oh, fine note, they're actually pausing it until April due to, you know, what's happening in Aotearoa and across the world. Uh, so check that out. I'll keep an eye on it, I'd say, so you can um, jump on board. Thursday, the 24th of March, online drag story time with Ruby Dax. So you need to get your tickets from ebnb.com. So it's live from the Manawa Museum, $8 per person. Click the link to book. And Queen Alfano, that's all I have for you in terms of this week and what's relative to Alfano. We are going to wrap up now. That is the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed the uh, their, his and her stories. I enjoyed bringing that to you, Fano. I enjoyed the beats and it's really good to be back after being away for a bit. I hope that you are well out there, Fano. I want to acknowledge those that have passed on, whether it be from the current status of the world, all those, our loved ones, I want to acknowledge all of them. Our Rainbow Whanau, our Whanau members, um, and our Whanau who are currently sick. Take care of them, take care of yourselves, be safe out there Whanau. Um, stay positive in your mind space, stay positive in your heart space, and do the best that you can. Be kind to one another. Also, stay safe on the streets. Stay safe in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection, whānau. A love, light and laughter out to you all. We'll be back next week. So till then, mauri ora. Kia pai o rā Have a great weekend. Um, and we'll catch you all up then. I'm going to leave you with a beat by Flux Pavilion. I'm still stuck on this beat, Fano. I don't know if I've shared this before, but I can't stop. And Queena Te Ingwa o Te Waiata. That is the name of the song. So, with that, I'll leave you with it. Mauri ora fa.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.